Ready Check Radio. I love that music, and every time I hear it, it means it's about to be a good hour. Welcome to the Relic Grind, Ready Check Radio's Final Fantasy XIV Square Enix podcast, and we had a little bit of something go on in Final Fantasy XIV this week, a little bit of a slow week, so I guess we'll talk about it, I mean, whatever. Patch 5.4 dropped on Tuesday, it's Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. You're here on twitch.tv slash readycheckradio. If you're listening on Spotify or watching on YouTube, consider coming on over to readycheckradio.com, R-A-I-D-E-O.com, and join us for the live show on Twitch sometime, Thursdays, 7 p.m. Eastern, where me and a couple of friends go through some Final Fantasy and Square Enix news and give you our opinions. Today, joining me, Mr. Tarkoth. Hey, what's up, Chris Montoya? What? what? Greetings, programs. That's... That's it's festive time. Festive. Woo-hoo! You're a little early. Yeah. You're a little early. N- no, no, I'm not, because someone got this bad boy. Oh, <laughs> no, she's home. She's home. <laughs> she's home. Uh, yes, also on the line. Maybe not as festive. I don't see any antlers on this one looking into the camera here. Adam Lane, what's up, Kronos? What's going on? Yeah, I don't have any antlers or a PS5. I got neither one, so... Oh, I'm sad. That's uh, okay. As long as you don't flip your bed in anger, <laughs> I think it's I think it's gonna be a good show. Uh, I, I will say, go ahead. I will say, he put stuff on his wall, so you know he's got yeah. you know some energy. Yeah. Just for the show, dude. Just, I did that today, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hang some shit up that's, here. That's that's my one thing I did. Anybody today? got nails? <laughs> um. Programming note before we get started here, by the way, uh, with the holidays coming up and this show being on a Thursday, um, and there, this will impact some other shows too, uh, whether it's Gaming Gumbo on Saturday nights or um, Snowbound, the Blizzard podcast on Tuesday nights. Uh, yeah, with the holidays, next week will be our last Relic Grind for the year. Um, we're not going to do a show on Christmas Eve or on New Year's Eve. Uh, give everybody the, the time to spend with family, friends, or just spend in-game if you don't want to see anybody and you're not allowed to see anybody because some of our states are really fucking stupid. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's a note on this particular show. Watch the other shows. I'll give those programming notes next week for what might be canceled. Streamers will be just like the Thanksgiving weekend. When they're available, they are still free to go uh, anytime, even if they want to go on uh, you know, Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Day, whatever. Uh, they're totally free to, uh, but if they want off. So just check, you know, follow on Twitch. You'll get the notifications for everything. But gentlemen, we got a lot to cover, and I don't want this to be too long. I know there's some game awards going on that, that uh, we want to... just announced something Final Fantasy related. Go for it. What was it? Sephiroth is in Smash Brothers. Oh. I'm not kidding. Oh. That's cool. Ooh. So I don't want this to be a five-hour show. So by the way, yeah. 5.4, gentlemen, has been out for two days. So we don't have to get to the absolute nitty-gritty on every damn thing on this show. There will be plenty to talk about. We can roll it into next week as well. This I want this to serve as more of our mini initial review than us really locking anything in or talking strategy or, or things like that. So this will kind of just be our overview. And I've got... My PS5 manual here, Tarkov. Um, yeah. 
and you'll notice that down the side here there are a lot of notes uh and then they continue on the back uh this okay. was the piece of paper that happened to be to my right hand side while i started diving in tuesday and so it was just <laughs> jotting down little okay yeah i want to mention this want to mention this so we've got a lot to go through let's start with kind of like your overall impressions i should make a note here for viewers there's not going to be honestly in my view there weren't a ton of like spoiler spoiler like oh my god spoilers in this patch so there's really nothing huge that we could spoil for you there are some things that i think and we'll talk about this that maybe lead to some speculation for future things uh and there's a little bit i guess of eden and uh, intersection with the main storyline uh, as far as spoilers and maybe a boss you know we'll get to that so I'm just going to put a mild spoiler warning on the show. I don't think there's anything sure. you're going to be too angry about us talking about. But, I mean, if you are gung-ho about you don't want to know shit, maybe come back and watch this on YouTube in a day or two. So we'll just put that there. Uh, overall patch thoughts first. Kronos, we'll kind of go with you. This is the summation of the whole experience. Thumbs up, thumbs down, that type of thing. Uh, definitely overall thumbs up, for sure. Um Anytime I get a raid and a new primal in a patch, it's really hard to not be pleased, honestly, as long as the fights are good. Uh, raid fights seem to be good. Extreme fight is good, I think. Uh, main story, I mean, it's pretty typical for 5.4, right? Yeah. Not, not not a crazy amount going on. We get some stuff at the end. Um, I mean, I was a little disappointed that it felt like nine quests of not much, but I mean, we'll maybe talk about that a little bit in a bit. But overall, yeah, good, for sure. Tarkoth, do you tend to agree? Uh, I'm kind of middle of the road. I'm kind of you know even even thumb. Um, the fights are good. Uh, I haven't dived into extreme emerald weapon yet. Um, I did a little bit of uh, savage on Tuesday night with my team. Um, the fights are good. The story, and that's what I was looking forward to most, was leaves a little bit to be desired. Um, Eden, uh, in particular, left me kind of disappointed. Uh, yeah. All right. So we got a thumbs up. We kind of got a sideways thumb. I, I hate to do this, but we're going to split the vote. I was not a fan of 5.4. I'm the positive one? Yeah, you're Me? the positive oh, one God. now. Um, and, and I should preface this, by the way. Like, I don't, as, as you alluded to, Adam, I don't really expect a shit ton in the x.4 or x.5 patches right Ooh. the main storylines of the expansions were wrapped up in the dot threes and normally the dot four dot five is to finish off our eight person raid to finish off our 24 person raid to set up some things and get ready for the expansion so it's not like i expected this to be anywhere near the level of like a point three a point two something like that don't misunderstand me i've played the game and been in this business long enough that i get it but even that I was kind of disappointed with this. And and I'll get to my like disappointed moments in each individual thing when we start breaking them down. Uh, I think if you are a savage raider, then this patch like I'm not surprised that Kronos gives this a thumbs up. Uh, if this if you are a savage raider and that is your 90% piece of content, that is what you love about this game and you will do every single savage thing they throw at you, then you probably thought 5.4 was pretty good. If you're the... I, I hesitate to call myself a casual when it comes to 14, because I'm not. I do savage fights. I do extreme fights. I don't necessarily do them on day one, but I'm not doing them when they're irrelevant either. So I let 
I'm a hardcore casual then, I guess, or a casual <laughs> hardcore player. I don't know. We'll pick pick one of the two, and that'll be me. I, I just look for a broader experience. So I, I've talked enough. Let me just... I, I agree with you, by the way. Like I think if the main story was like is was like the main reason you were really hyped for this patch, I can understand being disappointed. I can. So. All right. So at least there's that. Yeah, I, at I, least you're with I me consider, there. I consider myself a mid-core player. So, yeah, I'm with you. I need a Yeah, so a we're kind of in the same box. In. Then you yeah. and I are more in the same box, but you get to the Savages on day one, where I'll probably yeah. start Savage progression next week. So you're you're like a, a one step up the stairs from me, and we're both looking <laughs> up at Adam. Yep. I don't know about that. I'm not that great. I'm no, no, no. I, I, just, I just mean on the <laughs> hardcore meter. Legend. On the hard, on the savage hardcore sure. meter. Not sure. the skill meter. <laughs> uh, not the skill meter. All right, so let's start then with the most obvious piece of uh, content, and that is the main story quest. As as Kronos said, it's nine about nine quests. Um, was that enough for you, like as, as far as the length goes? Um, let's talk about the quests themselves. Uh, set the dungeon aside. That is part of the main story, but set that aside. We'll talk about Matoya's Relict by itself, so we can we can skip that for now. Just kind of like the story beats, because I do think, Kronos, you're, you're right, and I think you feel where I'm coming from. The main story, just, it sucked. Uh, it, that's not to say that I don't see some of the things they're setting up and can't wait to get there, but this was nine quests where in one you kill a couple of electric, uh, electric sprites <laughs> in, in one of the purple circle, go to the area, they spawn, you kill them quests. One that was a dungeon, and then one that was a duty. Right. That's it. The rest of it was walking around, clicking, and watching the story. It just felt really, really shallow to me. Yeah, I, th I think the trailer was misleading, too. Very, uh, very. I think there was a lot in the trailer that got a lot of people hyped, myself included. And you're like, man, okay, this is what the story is going to be in 5.4. And then you realize that as you're progressing through the quests and you're on like quest eight or nine, and you're like, I have seen none of this. Yeah. I've seen like maybe like one or two screen grabs from the trailer at that point. Um, it's, it just didn't feel that impactful. I mean, there were some things that happened. They brought some characters back. It almost felt like they just wanted to bring some voice actors back for some characters that yeah. they haven't used in a while. Um, but the, I will say the last quest was cool, but yeah, I I, I agree with you. Like, it, I w I almost wish someone would have maybe just told me to skip some of the cutscenes. <laughs> I did. I did the main story first, Tark, uh, and I, and I assume most people did, but. I did the main story first, and as it got towards the end, I was like, oh, maybe those, you know, those beacons, those towers that were in the trailer, maybe that's part of Eden's storyline then. Because, like, you hadn't seen them through the, <laughs> like, we were wondering what they were, we speculated what sure. they were on this show, and I'm getting to the end, and I'm like, I know, oh, I just picked up a quest that's the name of the patch, this is the last quest, where are the towers? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe that's part of Eden's stuff. I do have a few notes here, and then, Tark, I'll turn it over to you for your thoughts here. Uh, as far as the main story goes, um, Gabu, that voice does not fit at all. <laughs> <laughs> Gabu's voice does not fit the character at all. And that's not in impugning the voice actor who did a tremendous job. The, 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 the voice just doesn't fit the character. Uh, what else do I got? That's dungeon, dungeon, dungeon. 
Oh, uh, I could go without Meryl Webb uh, yelling, you're in my sights 900 times. Uh, if we could go ahead and cut that down to maybe one or two for that fight, that would be great. I also... Yeah, I think the, the I also, coolest thing that happened in the first ones was, like, I think we found out the name of her guns. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's about it. Uh, I also thought it was weird. Welcome back, Meryl Webb, by the way. She was badass in these cutscenes and, and the, the story here, and I hope she uh, continues to play a bigger part. Um, I've never seen anybody answer a link pearl the way you answer a telephone in modern day and say, <laughs> this is she. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody accidentally contacted Meryl Webb and was, hey, I'm looking for Meryl Webb. Oh, this is she. <laughs> I, you know, I thought we had link pearl technology down to the point where we knew who we were talking to. <laughs> so yeah, a couple couple gripes there, but just I thought some fun stuff I wanted to uh, call out and point. Tarka, your take on the msq itself so i'm only five quests in um shallow oh, so you probably... did, you're probably like where are the fucking towers <laughs> no, guys <laughs> I, uh i only know the towers because there was in the trailer uh I, I did the unlocking and the raid first uh so i could be ready for uh, my raid group tuesday night um then i passed out um but the five quests i've gotten into the, the most uh, exciting part um, was learning the password for the node. And I was like, yeah, we yeah. got the password. <laughs> and so and that's five quests in, okay? So, I do like some of the um, guesses, particularly Ali says. Password, yes, password. <laughs> oh, I you spoiled it, god damn it. Sex, god, yeah, those the best passwords. But um, freedom, freedom's a good password. Everyone loves freedom. Yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> it just, it felt, it left a, a lot to be desired. But I think what it, it does is. do is like the towers Kronos and I were talking yesterday about like how far do we go with spoilers and we were kind of having this debate like was there really anything that's spoilerific in here like did we actually learn anything from the the main story quests that we didn't already speculate on in the trailer and we know basically just as much as we knew when we saw the trailer and and my argument was not really like the towers that we were like, hey, what are these? It, when we talked about the trailer and the new website, if I said, what are the towers? We'd still be saying, what are these? Yeah, we the know, we know, like we the know a couple minor details yeah. that, that, you know, they just appeared out of nowhere and we know who is responsible for them or at least who the Alliance believes is responsible for them now, Kronos. But <laughs> that's it. We do know that Fan Daniel's pet uh, with him uh, is in fact, and I don't think this is a spoiler because it was what most people guessed, is a type of, or at least a modeled after Bahamut type creature. But that was pretty much it. Well, I think what it does more, Kronos, though, and th to your point when we were talking about it yesterday, um, is it does set up some speculation for what's going to happen in Dot Five and the expansion itself. So I'm going to let you go on this, Kronos, because I know this is a topic you really wanted to, to jump into. Well, I think while the pet isn't really like a like it's there, but like the name is pretty telling. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't. Should we even say that? Yeah, you could say that, hey, guys. If All you right. don't want to know the name of the what we speculated to be a Bahamut type creature, um, in the cut in the trailer, then shut your ears for ten seconds. <laughs> yeah. So I think uh, I think Tark mentioned this actually when we did like our thing. So I think he actually might be spot on. So the the name is Lunar Bahamut. Yeah. Um, 
So obviously that means like moon, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the theory becomes on the towers. Like again, this like this isn't even said to me. Sorry, this is all just like theory. Yeah, this is all speculation. Um, and things that probably, Finn Daniel say do kind of go along with yeah. that. Finn Daniel says kind of goes along with this whole almost recreation of Dalamud crashing yep. into Eorzea type event. So he he mentions that there's more than one beast because he says that plural very specifically. So Bahamut's probably not the only one. Um, and then I'm going to assume the towers are somehow pulling some kind of stuff maybe from the moon, and that's how we're going to get these new kind of lunar primals, maybe? Yeah, Tark, your guess was the other way, that it was transmitting almost yeah, like was, a transmitting out to Dalamud. Yeah, pushing Heidelin's, you know, aether and energy to the moon where Zodiac is, or where we speculate he is, mm -hmm. um, to funnel energy to him to, you know, a different way to reawaken him. That was my thought. Go ahead, Adam. Oh, I mean, that that's kind of it, right? I mean, other than that, I mean, I guess, like, we saw a little bit more of, like, what Fan Daniel kind of has planned. We saw some Xenos. Yeah, Xenos um, is a bad motherfucker. He is... <laughs> Yeah. He is like dead set on I don't care what hell happens around me. Like Garlemald is just in dire straits right now. It's you know civil war over there, and uh, and he's just like yeah I, I don't care. I just want an epic fight against the Warrior of Light, and that's all I care about. You think he's going? I I really feel like he's going to go get some form of the Masamune. He has to. Game. I think that had to be the mm, nod yeah. when he cracks his sword. By mm. the way. That sword has seen a lot, and for it to have broken just because he stepped right by the hilt, I thought was a little wow. Come on, <laughs> but yeah, I get. Uh, the did point. you did you get like some Kefka vibes from Fan Daniel? Because I did. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Not okay. only Kefka, but also like uh, maybe like an homage to Joker, uh, like yeah. a Heath Ledger's yeah. type Joker. Very like he even comes out and says, "Don't even bother asking why I'm doing this because I just want to see the world burn." Basically, you know, all that yep. it was missing was the laugh, the the Kefka laugh at the end of it. Tark, go ahead. I'm sorry. Nope, I was just oh. agreeing and laughing with you. All right, so let's kind of move on through some individual things. Um, let's go with Emerald Weapon first because I think that's pretty quick. Both the normal version and the extreme version. I've done the normal. Tark, you've done the normal. Normal done. Did normal done. Chronos, Kronos, you Good did time. both, the normal and the yep. extreme. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so we'll turn it over to you first then, Kronos. Your thoughts on the Emerald Weapon fight, the two phases. We basically only did get to see, like, the dock of the the uh, uh, Castrum, but whatever. We were inside it, finally. So we were all wrong, right? Yeah. On the <laughs> Just a little God, bit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bit. I didn't think they were going to do that. Because I, I, my assumption was, like, they had to be dead, right? Yeah. So then that kind of throws that out the window, right? Um, mm -hmm. So it's Gaius. Uh, his phase is really cool. Uh, I, I think the first phase, honestly, is a little bit boring. It's, it's, I mean, it's still fun. Like, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, even in extreme, I feel like it might be one of the easiest extreme phases I've ever done is the first phase. The, the first mechanic's the hardest mechanic, and then if you can get past that, you're going right to phase two. Um, I think everything, that's fair. I mean, like the the spinny thing is annoying, right? Like if you're a black mage, that sucks. Yeah. But it's not hard. Tell me about it, right? You know, like like, but you know what you're doing, right? Like you could yeah. dodge it. You're just you're just gonna not be hitting the boss and feel like feel terrible. Yep. Um, yeah, I figured out first go. The extreme though, the second phase of extreme is really fun. Um, there's like the one mechanic, the the one that I always tell everybody that's my favorite, uh, and it's in normal kinda is where the soldiers appear on the outside. Yeah. And they kind of like form like a firing line. 
-hmm. So in Savage, in uh, Extreme, not Savage, there's three lines of them. And then there's also like a line of Magitech air units and then a big like Magitech armor unit. And they all do like different stuff. It's really cool. Um, so I'm, I'm a big fan of the second phase, other than the fact that it turns gold, which isn't green, but it still looks cool. So it's, it's a really fun fight once you get to phase two. Tarkoth? Well, it's it's gold because that's what you know guys did in our right. fight, man. He went gold. True. Super Saiyan on us. Um I I liked uh normal mode. Um I love the story. That was I think that, that was the best story in the whole patch. Um I agree with you. Um the, the first part of the fight was uh, eh, meh. Uh, I feel bad for black mages all around in this patch. Um I just they're not getting any love. Um and the second part it. was was, the was awesome. The second part was awesome. I feel the pain. I feel the pain. Uh, I mean, I'm not. I can't really add anything more than I. I liked the fight. I haven't done the extreme version yet. I'll do that uh, before next week's show. I'm sure. But um, yeah, I, I enjoyed the fight. I enjoyed the fight. I, I have to mention something funny. So I have a person in my uh, raid group. There's one thing I do want to add to this too. When you're done. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, oh, no. Go ahead. Um, he skips a lot of cutscenes, and we got to the part where uh, the guy is oversoul comes out. And my buddy goes, who's the black wolf? <laughs> <laughs> Lord. <laughs> and I go, dude, that's Gaius. <laughs> LOL, LOL. Uh, I do like that the extreme mode clear achievement is called It Ain't Easy. Uh, when you have a bright cheese colored boss that you just get Cheetos. It ain't easy mm. being cheesy. <sighs> they do like their puns. They love their puns. They, they, they love do their love their puns. Yeah. They love their puns. Um, all right. So before we leave, like these kind of just trial-esque fights, Unreal Titan, anybody do Unreal Titan yet? I did not even attempt it uh, at all. I didn't have a chance. It's been a fucking crazy week when you think about everything that's come sure. out game-wise with WoW's mm -hmm. Mythics and written a new raid coming on the same day as 5.4 and then Cyberpunk. and It's been a mess. So I didn't get a chance to check out Unreal Titan. Did either of you? That that was like the last thing I wanted to do. It's the one thing I haven't done. I've literally done everything else in the patch, but Unreal Titan. All right, so Tark, did you? I'm gonna get to it after I'm done with MSQ. Okay, so then that's one we'll we'll push to next week to give our thoughts. Uh, if you want our thoughts on implementation, however, you can check out last week's show on that. Now, obviously, let's get to the biggie. This is the meat and potatoes of 5.4, uh, and that is the continuation, the conclusion of the Eden storyline with Eden's 9 through 12 and the Savage modes of these fights. Uh, I didn't do, obviously I haven't done the Savage ones, but I can speak to the, the normal ones as well. So we'll start there. Um, I, I thought the fights were interesting. I thought the fights were interesting. Uh, and again, I main Black Mage or Red Mage. For these, I was uh, maining Black Mage because I have a slightly higher uh, gear score on my Black Mage than my Red Mage right now. So I main black. These fights were not black mage friendly. <laughs> like mm. they are, my DPS suffered big time, big time. And I'm used to like, okay, so when we did Eden Titan, right? My DPS suffers in that fight, but that's a war of attrition. That those types of fights, the original Titan and the Eden Titan, those are war of attrition, eight person fights. 
where you don't have to be pumping and pumping and pumping the DPS as hard as you possibly can. You just have to know the mechanics and be able to move around and dodge them for as long as it's going to take your group to down the things. Particularly 11 uh, and then Eden 12, obviously. I thought these were really, really punishing to Black Mages. There were times where there were just massive seconds going by where... I was like, I am utterly useless right now. They they might as well be in a seven-man, Kronos. <laughs> if, if it makes you feel any better, World First had a Black Mage in their group. I know. I know. Um, so it's doable. Uh, it just, That's yeah. all to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It require, as a Black Mage, it's going to require a lot of planning. Because yeah. there's a lot of movement. Um, you have to have sure. the mechanics memorized as a Black Mage. Right. You, there is for no sure. room. You have to anticipate and then jump on the conclusion of certain abilities, and you you better know. You, yep. It's not enough to just know the mechanics. You have to and recognize what's going on. You really have to basically know the execution of everything that's going to happen. I'm yep. all for it. I like it, but I wasn't expecting it to that extreme is all. I'm not bitching about this by any I stretch, by the way. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I personally like a lot what they did with the normal fights. I feel like they're doing things that they haven't tried yet, which is really cool. Um, you have like the the platform stuff in in nine. Yeah, you have, you have the shadow stuff at ten, eleven. Not so much new there. I feel like there's a lot of stuff we've seen. It felt very seed of sacrifice yep. to me. Like, uh, watch what yeah. Buffy has and react kind of thing. Um, twelve was really cool, but I don't know how you guys felt. But when I beat twelve, I posted this on Twitter, so you can double check. I promise. Don't don't, like, don't say was... anything yet. Don't say anything yet. Okay, okay. All right, but I don't know if y'all felt that way. I won't say anything, but I don't know if that's how y'all felt too. I did, and um, then I saw Tarkoth reply to you too, and I know that okay. he felt the same way. So Okay. But okay. I, I want to call that out when we get to the Savage part. Yeah, so I'll hold off. Um, But overall, I thought the fights were really cool. I, I'm really digging the fact that it felt like they finally took some risks on mechanics, and I felt like they haven't really... Like, I mean, not to say that the other fights weren't fun, right? Like, one through eight. Just... Didn't really feel like they were really doing much new other than just making stuff harder. Whereas this felt like fresh and new mechanically. Would you, okay, it's total sidebar. It's not a 5.4 question, but would you have felt the same way if the fights weren't the same primals we've fought before? Like, would you have maybe, felt maybe the same? Would you feel differently? Like the mechanics in, in Titan, for instance, since we were talking about that in Eden Titan. Mm -hmm. The mechanics are different enough that you would not have recognized that as a Titan fight right. if the character wasn't Titan. So I, I think I, a yeah. little bit of it comes from, I feel like I fought this boss. This is just landslide in a different way. Yeah, I guess I meant more like, um, so, you know, you, it, in Titan, it's like, okay, you have these markers above your head. Some people stack, some people spread, some people are by themselves, right? Like that that exists in other fights in different ways. Uh, even though the landslides are different, it's still like, okay, move to the left, move to the right. Whereas like nine, the platforms make you play way different, right? Oh yeah. Once you get to that platform yeah. stage, you're like, don't get away from me. Don't step on my platform for too long. You're like I don't want to fall down. And then with ten, um, even especially in Savage, uh, and we'll maybe talk about that in a minute, like that Savage specific stuff. Yep. But creating these shadows and using these shadows in a different way, you have to like place shadows in certain spots, and then the shadows do the mechanics, not the the boss. Is like some some stuff like that might kind of exist but the way it's implemented in 10 i thought was extremely like 10's probably the fight i think is the coolest outside of the savage only stuff yeah tarkov so. i was just so disappointed in the story just so disappointed <laughs> 
Yeah, and this and is I, and this is one area where we are going to to, to not jump into the spoilers here because there is yeah, some I, intersection I with main story. Um, yeah, I I will just yeah I'll tack on to what you said, and I am I was a little disappointed at the at the conclusion here as well, but I'll leave it to you to to explain. Not to be spoily, but um, in all the other raids, it's been this epic thing that we've built up to, and this is the last year, so. You know, we've had Bahamut. We've had, you know, it was a big epic thing to save the world because Bahamut, you know, that would be bad if he came back. Uh, then we had Alexandria's draining the Aether from the world, you know, big epic world thing. Uh, Omega, another big epic, you know, endangering our star. This was a, like a personal struggle where we're the third wheel. And I just, there, I did feel like there was a payoff for all that we've done. The fights are awesome, though. Whoops. I totally just covered up the cameras. I'm not even thinking <laughs> about what the hell I'm doing. Um, I do have Welcome to, send, to our club, though. Right? <laughs> I do have to send that message, though. We'll go ahead and send that there. There we go. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think we can really say any more than without getting yeah, into it. So let's spoiling. just jump to the savage portion. Uh, Tark, have you cleared any yet? Negative. I don't think Negative. any of us have, right? No, I think Chronos has. Chronos has. Uh-uh. No, no, no. Oh, I, you didn't beat, I thought you beat E9. Uh, we're going back. We got to the very end. Gotcha, so I've seen the gotcha. whole fight. Um, okay, but I've all, seen the whole fight. I've been watching um, all the world prog stuff, so I've seen everything. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll clear 9 on Sunday. I'm pretty confident. Like, And we'll get into 10. Well, so yeah, let's talk about E12 just for a second, because it wasn't Ultimecia. Spoiler, it wasn't who we thought it was going to be. No. Um, so maybe the translations that aired on the side of this is a whole new boss, they were right. Yeah. Now, yeah. that being said, that being said, the day this shit went live on Tuesday, Kronos, to be credit where due, you were, I did see this come from other places too, I hadn't done Eden yet at the time that I saw your tweet, but mm -hmm. you were one of the first that I saw say, you know, I think something's up with E12. I think in in E12 Savage, this might be a door boss. There might be something else going on here. And turns out you might have been right, big guy. <laughs> Just a little. Just a, a little. Just a little. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, uh, when I cleared it, right, I'm thinking, okay, there's this big giant phase with all the... I don't want to get into it, but, like, there's a phase that's basically like a cutscene, right? Kind of like how the end of yeah. Shiva was in the last tier that wasn't in Savage, where, like, the ice, you have to DPS the ice down. Um, so it's kind of like that. Um, and I was like, there's no way that's in Savage, right? Like, that's a mechanic that's going to be removed. Yeah. So that's yeah. already a big portion of that fight. So then I'm like, how much of Savage can really be them junctioning... Primals, I should right? say, by the way, why don't you take a second and explain door boss to maybe people who aren't familiar with the sure. term? Um, so door boss essentially um, is it really only exists in Savage. Um, so essentially, what it is is you get a bit longer lockout, which I think actually is just the case always now. I think all the lockouts for the last fight are yeah. this long, um, and they give you like a first boss that typically isn't as stringent of a DPS check, and then once you kill that boss, then you get kind of a cutscene. And then a new boss spawns, and then you are now checkpointed at that point. And when you die, you just kind of respawn in the arena with the new boss targetable. So kind of, it's kind of like a fight of two halves, mm -hmm. essentially. 
which it was so, not in E12, but is in E12S. Right. Yeah, they, yeah. I don't think any of the normal modes had the doors. So, like, you know, in Omega, you had male, female, but they didn't have Final Omega until you got to Savage. Uh, you had, like, X-Death, Neo X-Death, and then Kefka and God Kefka. Uh, it was well, introduced. In Storm you Boy. have it in Warrior of Light, but it's still Warrior of Light. Mm -hmm. It's not a new boss that, right. that comes in after the after the intermission, true, so to speak. True. That, yeah, that does have a checkpoint, and uh, the the weapons have checkpoints as well, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, but still wasn't Ultimisium. <laughs> yeah. So nope. it's not, but like. But could be. It kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. I mean, she plays her theme, right? Like yep. it's, it's her music. Yep. That was the other thing that killed. So, like, after I made that tweet, you know, I, I usually go and I'm like, okay, what items did they introduce in the patch? Let me see what I'm missing. Like, what mounts did they add? What minions did they add? What orchestrian roles did they add? Because I got to get orchestrian roles for my FC house. And I go to the orchestrian role list and I see that on the list. And I was like, oh, I'm definitely right. I'm 100% yep. right, dude. There's no way that, that that's just there. Right. And I was I was actually pretty sure at that point I was like oh we're all right it's Ultimisha yeah. and of course not so but I mean she's she's pretty cool she's got a lot of cool mechanics I'll I say will that. say one thing I think if they would have doorbust savaged and put Ultimisia in there I I actually think I would have had a problem with that because um, the people wouldn't have been able to enjoy that, that exactly kind of thing. yeah because yeah, okay. people that yeah, don't do what... the savage stuff that is a big Final Fantasy nod. And normally, Yoshi P and team are very good at, you know, putting the nods in accessible things. Like, all three of us are going to run Savage, so that's fine. You know, we'll get to see it at some point, whether yeah. it's today or next Friday. We'll get to see it. But we're we're part of, you know, a very minority group that right. does the Savages, clears them when they're relevant, that type of stuff. So I, I almost, I'm happy that it wasn't Ultimisia there, even though I would have liked for it to have been it does that make any damn sense at all it does it does, no, it does. I get that. does that did you feel that way for kefka and uh, neo as well because i yeah. kind of get that sentiment i kind of yeah. get that sentiment yeah I, again I mean, those are big nostalgia bombs right huge like, huge you know and i i'm okay with it but from a content creator standpoint and just a gamer right an mmo gamer i i don't like certain things being gated behind extremely difficult content, particularly when that's not the point of the content. There's already rewards that are unique to being able to overcome those, whether those be mounts or minions or hell, just gear uh, to a certain, you know, if there was nothing, hey, I can get the same gear in regular that I can get in Savage, then I'm leaning more towards a little, okay, well, if you put little nods in Savage that only those people that do the harder fights get to see, that is the payoff for that. But there's already rewards in it, so I like all the nods being more casually accessible for the bulk of the audience. So I kind of would have been a little like, ugh, why'd you do that? So I'm glad they didn't, but I still would have liked it to be Ultimacia Tark. Yeah, it would have been nice, but uh, I totally get your point. Uh, to to do that would have been distracting and would have gotten a little bit of a backlash um because no one else could get to play it yeah so um and, and you're right it is kind of similar to kefka god kefka x death neo x death um and, but this is the funny part is that they made this whole savage thing and normal separate so that people could experience the story and the content and get those winks and nods but then they do stuff like you know these door bosses with extra fights so it's i, I don't I'm know i'm okay with that i'm okay with the extra fights 
I just okay. think they have to be selective about who they are. You don't want to use named, you know. Sure, okay. No other way to okay. see that character. That's why I did have the the problem with Kafka and stuff like that. So, you know, anyway. Um, before we, we've still got a couple things to do, and I know we're running against the the game awards here at the same time. So thank you to the limited what? audience that made today's show. I appreciate it. There's game uh, awards? Norm, all here. of your friends in chat will be back next Thursday, I'm sure. Uh, we still have Matoya's Relic and some side story quests and a, f a few other small things to talk about uh, as far as our initial two-day impressions. But before we get to those, I want to sidebar and ask you gentlemen uh, a little something here because you guys started. It is quiet in chat today. Uh, that's what happens when everybody's missing. Uh, damn you, Jeff Keeley. Uh, <laughs> I talked to you. I said don't do it on Thursday. Anyway, um, we talked about this a little before the show in pre-show, uh, preparing for raids, particularly savages. And I just want to get your personal flavors. Do you like totally blind progression, Tarkov? Like you and, and your seven people that are going to go with you have no idea on any mechanics and you're just going to fight it out uh, and figure out the mechanics and all that stuff? <laughs> key Lime. Hey, Key Lime. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, we'll be chatting about Key Lime in just a minute here, actually. Um, you, uh, or, or you more, Hey, everybody make sure you watch the video, then let's go. Or, Hey, there's no videos out yet, but I've researched some of the mechanics. Let's go. Uh, how do you tackle with your team? The jumping into, into Savage for the first time. So I, there's really two schools of thought, you know, can you execute the plan that is readily available in videos and guides and such? That's you know one way to to go about the content. I personally like solving the puzzles. Um, the, the challenge with going in blind to solve those puzzles is you got to have seven people that are on that same kind of wavelength. Yeah. Um, otherwise, want to put in the patience, want to put in the time, yeah. want to fail enough times, and and are actively trying to learn um, and not just going to get frustrated after one attempt of uh, a strat that you've thought up of and then just abandon it when it doesn't when it's not executed properly so i prefer to go blind but um not everybody in my team does so uh frustrations get uh boiled over pretty quickly what about you chronos um so yeah we're we kind of uh we we go in day one but we definitely watch the race so we have a good idea of like how to do things. Yeah, so you haven't watched there. a guide, but you've watched basically a warning video. <laughs> right, so guides are really day one, right? So right, typically, right, right, right. My, my day one, even when I was like working right now, I don't have a job, but when I was working, my day one consisted of me working and sitting on YouTube, watching people, or not YouTube, but Twitch, watching people clear, going through their VODs and making a timeline myself in Excel. <laughs> um, and, and then kind of running through, figuring out what mechanics work for, or like how our group's going to tackle them. Man, I should have had a dork slide made. Could have <laughs> put you right on that. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. He so sends, that like that. He's like, all right, raid team, today's the day. Open up the PowerPoint, head to slide four. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. We did that on team. We had like slides with like movement. It was a whole thing. But um, phase three is giving us a problem. Everybody back to your desks. <laughs> Let me turn on the overhead projector. But I, I know, like you mentioned here in the notes, that, that like a beta server kind of thing. Um, yeah. And I, I actually hope they don't do that. Yeah. So that kind of, I, I agree. I'm, I'm one that loves to do the fights blind, but it generally does not work for my time. 
anymore. Mm-hmm. I think those days of me playing, you know, 16 hours straight, I just don't do that anymore. I doesn't mean I won't game for 16 hours, but it's Final Fantasy for four or five hours, then WoW for two or three hours, then this and this and this. So I love doing it blind. And if I had a group, Tark, to your point of eight, that we were all going to be like, hey, that's our thing. I think that I would have no problem doing it, but I am more of a uh, dungeons. I go in blind, you know, dungeons. I do not watch guides. I'm just, you know, I just want to experience that. And at most you're going to have one wipe and, and, you know, figure it out most of the time. Regular modes. Typically I go in blind savages. I don't have the time to go in blind and neither does the, the rest of the crew that I, that I go with as much as I might like to do that. And so the question yeah. of beta came from world of Warcraft launched its uh, Castle Nathria Tuesday. We talked about that on Snowbound Tuesday night. You can check that out on readycheckradio.com or on YouTube. Check it out on our YouTube channel. <laughs> plug, plug, plug. <laughs> anyway, uh, there's, you know, before the content's even out, there are guides. Now, they could change, right? Because the, the, the mechanics could be tweaked or altered a little bit. Uh, but generally, they don't. But that's, those guides come from beta builds because there is public testing uh, it is closed, so it's not a huge audience, but there is testing for those fights. You don't want to see Final Fantasy do something like that, Kronos, where you have an idea of the core mechanics before the no. patch is even launched? No, and I'll, I'll, I'll do like a short explanation why. So I, I agree with you. My group does, doesn't do blind for the same reason you don't, right? I mean, we're all like 30-something, right? Most of us have jobs or can't have to do a lot of Speak things. for yourself, bitch. I'm 24. Well, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. My bad. <laughs> For the thirteenth time in a row, <laughs> uh, but you know, like we we only raid like right now. Like we went back to from three days a week to two days a week, which isn't really a lot if you're trying to clear kind of no, fast. To be really honest, isn't. so we kind of have to maximize our time, right? So that's why I do the spreadsheets, I do all the other stuff, so that we can try to down the last fight within the first few weeks. Right. That's usually our goal. Um, however, I think if a beta environment existed, it would take a lot away from World First. I actually really enjoy yeah. watching world first people prog and trying to see how i would do the mechanics as well yeah and then seeing how they solve it because they're way smarter than i am um i don't ever want to play this game for 16 hours on the first day it comes out and just do one fight like that's not my (laughs) thing for sure Uh, but i do really enjoy watching the people that are very good at the game solve the puzzles that way and the way that tark explained earlier where i think that's fun for a lot of people you just have to get seven other people on board with you to solve it that way and then make them understand that if they're not as good as these world first raiders it's going to take a while right i think that's the yeah. biggest drawback um but i don't like the fact that like and i don't really play well so i can't speak to it too much but i don't like that they kind of already know what's going on before it goes on i like the mystery that final fantasy has where it's like oh they beat the first boss let's see what the second boss does now yep. you know like even yeah, the normal i mean it goes it goes as far high. as like we're talking about having a beta server in world of warcraft and knowing mechanics we went into 5.4 not knowing who half the bosses were. Right. You know, yeah. that's that's a talk about two ends of the extreme there, Tarkov. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally agree with you. Um, I think if they were ever to do anything like a beta, they would need to give us more bosses um, because the four would just be decimated and be done and guides would be up within hours and uh, just wouldn't be a good rating environment. So if they're going to keep it at four, they just got to not do beta and just have a great quality uh, assessment team, uh, making sure that there's no bugs and uh, they can, the fights can be done proper way. Sorry to sidebar that, but I like throwing our own opinions in here too. Oh yeah. Like on sidebar stuff. And I thought this was a good time to, to go ahead and bring it up hot on the heels of wow's 
uh, raid release Tuesday and 5.4 on Tuesday. All right, continuing on with our kind of mini initial review of 5.4, let's go to the dungeon that we've talked a little bit about, uh, and that is Matoya's Relict, part of the MSQ. Now, the footage you're watching here is from a YouTube content creator named Keylime, who is in chat. Thank you so much for, for hanging out, uh, for heading nice. on over here. Uh, this is Keylime's guide. I've put also Keylime's YouTube channel uh, in the URL. For those of you watching on YouTube later or listening on Spotify, this will also be the link to Keylime's channel will also be in the description below, whether you're on readycheckradio.com or on our YouTube channel. Um, Keylime does a lot of like different game content. Has recently just kind of gotten into making not just not playing fourteen. He's been playing for a while, but making fourteen content. Uh, so this is a Matoya guide. Wanted to reach out and use it as footage because I liked the the way it was done, and I uh, I think you should go check it out. So YouTube, Keylime, check out that link. So thank you for permission for using this. Uh, three bosses. Um. What do we think? I will say the dialogue between the Matoyas was very, very cool. Was very funny uh, leading into this. Uh, honestly, though, this is another where I just feel like, and Kronos, I think you know what I'm about to say because you're like shaking your head, and I think you agree. This was another area where 5.4 just fell a little flat for me. Um, and I've constantly said it on this show. Dungeons are my favorite content in Final Fantasy XIV, but I also at the same time think it is their biggest area of improvement that they have, their biggest opportunity that they have. That's not to say this wasn't fun, that I didn't enjoy the fights, that I didn't love the story or anything like that, but this one just fell kind of flat for me across the board. I will say that the music is cool. It's very Fantasia. It's very um, Sorcerer's Apprentice. Dun, 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 oh, hold on, DMCA. I can't do that. Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, it was, it's linear. It's very linear, actually. It's three lines. It was enjoyable the first time through because of the story elements. I don't want to run this over and over and over again, though, Tarkov. But it's supposed to be like Hawk Manor. You're supposed to, you know, have side rooms and then and go back and forth and forth. No, and I get I get the oh. sense that that interview, by the way, was referencing future dungeons. They could not oh, wow. have possibly been talking about this dungeon, Kronos, when comparing it to Hawk Manor. You don't think it was just the fact that you go back to the beginning every it time? It can't be, right? I have, a, I have a feeling that's what it is. I, I, the first time that happened, so, like, you kill the first boss and you go back to the beginning, and I was like, no. No, they're not going to do this every time. No, they did. Every they're time. They're going to do that every time. Every I thought time. I thought that it might be this dungeon they were talking about if after the story time, uh, the story mode, ver or the after you complete the story the first time, when you come back and run it, if you could pick the order. But you can't. Oh, right. Yeah, that, that would actually have been kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even think about that. That would have been, that would have been at least something. Right. And wow. I, so I tried it again. I was like, well, maybe that's what they're talking about. Maybe if we go back in, you can pick the order of the three frogs you go through. You can't. I did like some of the boss mechanics. I will say mm -hmm. that. Like the the one we're watching right now, the second boss, uh, Nixie, with the, the rain mechanic. Uh, I thought it was very... I love good design in video games, whether it's MMOs or something else, Tarkov. And I like that they taught you a mechanic that you needed for this fight without teaching you expressly this mechanic. They just had you 
by necessity do something once or twice in the dungeon itself that when you oh, okay. saw something similar happen in the boss uh, room, you kind of immediately said, I probably got to go in there. I probably got to go in. I love that type of like self-education. They did a, a really good uh, job with that. Uh, the mechanics yeah. in the last one, uh, the mother porksy fight. Uh, yeah. That I thought that fight was actually pretty neat uh, as a boss fight. I liked the telegraph above the playing field that you just briefly get to see. I thought that was neat. The music I've already mentioned, but in my notes here, I also have as a, I can't, I can't think that the music was an accident at this point uh, because the last part of the zone going up to the, the through the third frog, that area is called Flames Fantasia, uh, and it is an acid yeah. trip. So, Hurt my eyes. Yeah, it is, it is very, very much an acid trip. All in all, like if I had to rate it on a 10, uh, a 1 to 10 scale uh, Kronos, I probably put it at about a 6. I liked the boss fights. I liked some of the mechanics. I thought there was some nice room for growth into some other things. But the dungeon itself, I think, overall just feels stale. Yeah, I agree. I I'm right around there with you, too. Uh, although I do like the ski ball mechanic as well in the first boss. Yeah. I thought aesthetically that was kind of cool, um, even though it's pretty easy to solve. But I mean, it's a dungeon boss, so... But yeah, I, I agree with you. I was really hoping for more. I think I got overexcited for this dungeon, which then made it worse. Mm. I think. It looks cool. The aesthetics are nice. So, so question yeah, for both of you, since I haven't done it. Um, since we have our expert being this and Heroes Gauntlet, which would you prefer to get? Heroes Gauntlet. Heroes Gauntlet, yeah. Yeah, without yeah, even, sad. I wouldn't even have to think <laughs> about it. Heroes Gauntlet. That's sad. Every single time. Every single time. Well, you'll um, have this on the docket until the expansion comes out. Right. <laughs> Thank you once again to Key Lime for the B-roll footage there. Make sure, as a viewer, you go and check out uh, Key Lime's guide for this. I think Key Lime just put up a video today, too, if you're actually a new player getting in, kind of uh, you know, getting your feet wet in 14. We welcome you. Enjoy your first 60 levels on us, the people that paid for it years ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you get it's, true. it's funny because it's true. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, check out that uh, that guide, too, that just got posted by uh, Keelan. Uh, anybody do the side story quests? I have done all of them. What, uh, I didn't get a chance to do them, so uh, what, what, all what's you, the man. deal? Yeah, we'll just turn uh, it over to you on that one. The void ones are interesting because I, like, I don't know if I'll, I don't want to spoil it for you guys since you guys haven't done it. Um, the, the void ones are very interesting. It brings back characters we haven't talked to in a while. Which is pretty cool. Uh, and it looks like it's going to lead to something kind of new as far as side stories goes, which is also cool. The near stuff, pretty short. Um, if you really care about the near story, it's very relevant to it seems like what they're going to do story wise. But most people think the near story is kind of flat. So yep. I don't think a lot of people are going to care. But uh, they're both actually pretty short. The Void, the void stuff, I think it's like four I quests, thought the Yorha one was like one. It's only one quest, but the Void one's like four. Oh, gotcha, five. gotcha. Yeah, and, and the Void one actually requires you to um, to do all the roll quests. Yes. It leads out of that. That's the roll quest. Um, and actually, there's some of the roll quest stuff into the, in this raid if you have done all those, which is kind of cool. Um, I don't know if you guys knew that. Treasure but. maps, uh, Tarkoth, were they the divine sexual experience you were looking for when you moaned on the last show about the rework here? <laughs> Like, did you did you have to take a break for a little bit? 
Go have a cigarette. Uh, <laughs> uh, I haven't done one yet. Oh I my god, he didn't even do one. We get to treasure maps. No, I set him up. I knew the answer was he hadn't touched one yet. So don't don't think I was leaving him in the cold there. I knew the answer. Uh, <laughs> did you get a chance to talk to Radio about monk changes? By the way, yes, we talked. Uh, we had a, our, our own little podcast uh, conversation on uh, Monday for the full patch notes. Um, tell everybody where that's at. Uh, you find that at a, uh, over at Tarkov Gaming. Yeah, we do that uh, <laughs> so almost, when we can. You almost forget who you <laughs> and are. And on YouTube at Tarkov Gaming. <laughs> like, I at least had the excuse of when I did State of the Realm last Friday, I literally did it on two minutes notice. All I asked you was, where is your <laughs> own fucking at. podcast posted? <laughs> 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 anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's kind of in agreement with Kronos and I that it, it's not going to change uh, the rotation or the formula of how you actually do your, your job. Um, you just have one less meter really to look at. Um, yeah, that's that's about it. It's pretty much the same job. They've just... So kind of ascribing to the... It seems it makes things a little more fluid now, but it's probably setting the stage for more changes in the expansion Maybe. that will be more impactful maybe right now it's it's all about speed and chakra yeah. and unfortunately that doesn't make for interesting gameplay in, in my opinion well thank radio peers for us for uh for monking it up for us uh and giving Absolutely. and reporting back and giving us that check out that podcast radio is tarkot's co-host not his is not r-a-i-d-e-o it's just r-a-d-i-o uh different radio not, not ready check radio radio pierce di di two different things uh, anybody do a triple triad tournament i have not nope i, I was did one today and i didn't i oh, did good job did you win it's triple triad um we are in fact having a starlight celebration <laughs> i like how he just coasts right into that yeah, it's triple triad sounds good uh, we are in fact having a starlight celebration so we did not have the halloween celebration but we will be having our Christmas-ish, you know, Hanukkah-ish, whatever, December 14th through the 31st, uh, and seasonal events will include the Snowman Bell uh, for the Snowman Mount, if you don't already have that, some snow-covered items, uh, and some items from the previous events, of course, as always, will be available in the shop. So holiday coming up, four days you'll be able to do that. Let's wrap up with some uh, other Square Enix news, gentlemen. What do you think? Sounds yeah. good. Kate Bishop released into um, Avengers. That's the name of that game. Uh, early reviews I'm seeing kind of... I didn't play it. I am not I'm not booting this up for what is about two to four hours of actual story content uh, added to the game. That's all there is. Yeah. And, and I didn't expect a ton of story, to, and I don't think anybody did. It's the character here, but story is where they're going to have to pick this up and unfortunately it seems to be the same stuff you know uh, similar missions similar mission types similar enemy types so i've been seeing across the internet and talking to a few friends of mine that still play this that kate bishop is awesome kate bishop herself is awesome to play uh is fun to play is fun to level up and get into outside of kate bishop the story is a couple of hours of more of the same stuff that you've been doing 
and you really just really want to get to 2021 when Hawkeye and, and, and some more stuff happens with this game. So probably not worth going back to unless you're a huge Kate Bishop fan. Um, not worth an install at the moment if you're looking for, hey, has the game improved? Probably not to the extent that you're looking for. But if you're still playing this, probably a very, very welcome patch, Tarkov. The, the the struggles continue for Avengers, unfortunately, because yes, they released the character. She's awesome. Uh, she looked awesome. I, I still haven't played the game, but she looks awesome. And she would be, if I had to choose one just based on aesthetics, I would choose her. But they, they, they had to push back the, the extra content again, that Omega threat fight that they had planned with um, what's its name again? Yeah, whatever. The big robot. It's robot 2.7. That, that one? That one. They're all big um, fucking robots. They had, to put it, they had to push that back again. <laughs> all so of them. The struggles continue for them, and the horse just won't die even after we shoot it seven times. So Everything in that game is a big robot. Robots. Uh, game Awards, obviously you know they're going on right now, Kronos. We are wishing right luck to Final Fantasy VII Remake, which did already pick up one pre-show award for the sound design, uh, or score, sorry, uh, the best score. Have we kept our eyes on it? So anybody got side I eyes to not. see? No? Okay. I so good luck. I will say that both Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy XIV were recognized in uh, this year's PlayStation Partner Awards. Uh, for the Japan-Asia region with Final Fantasy VII um, picking up, or sorry, Final Fantasy XIV picking up a partner award. That one's based on worldwide sales between October of 2019 and September of 2020. So they picked up, along with a few other titles, like five or six other titles, Final Fantasy XIV wins there. And then Final Fantasy VII Remake picks up one of the grand awards uh, awarded Ooh. to the top three titles developed in Japan and Asia region with the highest worldwide sales for that same time period. So, congratulations! Final Fantasy seems to sell. I, both they're both deserving. They're both awesome. Pretty popular. They, uh, yeah, yeah, they sell. <laughs> Seven Room makes amazing. You know what? Their Square Enix is really hoping will sell though. Project Astra. <laughs> like they are really hoping that this will sell. Uh, and we got some big news on this one, actually, this week, where we found out that Athia is going to be an exclusive for the PlayStation 5. And what's really different about this is it's going to be for two years, at least a two-year exclusive to the PS5. Tarkoth, you're shaking your head. You don't like this. It's a, it's unfortunate, and we'll talk more about that later. But um, I, I, as a general, I don't like exclusive deals like it like this. I first party I get, I understand, but exclusive deals like this, I just I don't appreciate. Kronos looks like you're agreeing there. I agree, hundred percent. Yeah. I think yeah, you're I only mean, agreeing because you don't have a PS5 yet. You'll have one uh, by the time this comes out. I, I will. I will. And, and I mean, I'll have one. <laughs> Look at you, you stupid. Okay, hold on. I, if you're going to be a dick, I got to be a dick too. <laughs> but I mean, uh, Seven Remake. Do we even know when that's coming out on PC? Because they haven't even like said anything. That's been out uh -uh. for almost a year now, right? Uh -uh. For which one? Seven Remake. Seven Remake. Oh, uh, one full year from release date. So next April March. 12th? Yeah, next April. Yeah. But I haven't like seen anything. Like You, you would think they would want to like hype that up. And I don't think they really. 
little bit. Because I'll buy that when it comes out. In, in, in the couple months, they will. Yeah. When it gets closer. Athia is a heavy, heavy Square Enix investment. Sony picked this up for two years because of, apparently from Sony's perspective, how much they're seeing Square is heavily invested. They want this to, quote, be the next big thing. Mm -hmm. So much so that they were a little bit deceptive. (laughs) They were a little bit deceptive, even internally on this one. Um, they allowed and even kind of promoted the idea that Athia was Final Fantasy 16 before they went ahead and announced Final Fantasy 16, even internally, so that when people asked, you know, what are those guys working on, the answer was, oh, Final Fantasy 16, uh, which caused some confusion, kind of bit them in the end when 16 was announced, and a bunch of internal people <laughs> were very confused. By Project Athia still then? right. By Project <laughs> Athia still being a separate thing. What we can't get from anybody is details on exactly what this is, like what type of game this is. We know it's going to be like a, a, a adventure ish, but we don't know if it's going to fall like solely into an action, solely into an RPG, a hybrid of these. We don't know this stuff. Now the team has said the leaders of the team have said they do know but that they're not answering those questions because they don't know how much they're allowed to publicly say right now. Uh, Definitely, I will admit, I thought it was 16 uh, the first time I saw this trailer. I watched it a few times after it was revealed and kind of landed on, actually, I don't think it is. But upon first glance, I did think it was. Uh, I'm very excited for it. And we'll get down to the issue of uh, exclusivity when we get to the love it or leave it segment. So I'll save my thoughts on that one. But yeah, two-year exclusive. At that's, least. That's big. At least two years. That's a, that's a hefty amount of time. A lot of um, money going into it. Uh, finally, Dragon Quest Eleven S, the special edition released. Tarkoth, you've been streaming that here on Ready Check Radio on your Saturday Eastern. Sunday stream, so you'll see it this Saturday. You'll be Tarkoth will be off on Sunday for progression rating, uh, yeah. so you'll see Zista, but then you won't have Tarkoth after that. But if you want to see him play some Dragon Quest, continuing his first ever playthrough, check that out on Saturday uh, evening, East Coast time. Um, but a lot of people not happy here because apparently launching S means you, uh, PS, they announced Sephiroth is the new Smash DLC character. Yes, we saw, we talked about that, uh, at the top of the show. Thank you, Keyline. Uh, relevant Final Fantasy news. See, we've got reporters in the field <laughs> <laughs> dialing back in live. <laughs> um, yeah, some people not happy about Dragon Quest XI because apparently when S comes out, that means that you can delist the original when near Square Enix, I guess. Yeah. So they went ahead and delisted the original, which I don't, I don't think was generally a good idea for a couple of reasons. Now, the primary arguments against this one are, one, people aren't liking feeling like they got to pay a full retail price for just some minor additions to the game that they would like to check out. So when you delist the previous products, then you know an upgrade isn't an option or isn't going to be a future option anymore. The other option is, although this is ported from the Nintendo Switch version, which is generally Tarkov felt to be the better version of the game itself. You know, I have it on the PS4 with the collector set. You've been playing on the PS4. You've been on the PS4, right? 
Correct. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, the Switch, which came out later, is generally, you know, consensus-wise, believed to be the better edition for story-wise. But it is the inferior edition on a number of different graphical fronts because it's the Nintendo Switch. So this mm-hmm. S edition, based being based on the Switch and uh, having some additional features, causing the original to get delisted across Steam and PlayStation Store and everything, that has a lot of people burning a little bit, Kronos. Yeah, I mean, that's going to happen when you port something from the Switch to something that's graphically more powerful. I mean, I, I feel like they had to have known that. Uh, it's disappointing. It is. And I think delisting it seems really weird. Like, I just don't know why you would do that. Now, obviously, if you own it on those platforms, you can still play it. You can still go get right. it and install it. You just can't yeah. search it out to buy it now, Tarkov. Right. <laughs> uh, it's, it's weird um, because now you don't have the choice. Do I want the better graphics? Uh, this is about Steam um, and the delisting. Do you want the better graphics or do you want the extra content? Um, and there's no middle ground. And now that they delisted it, now it's just, okay, well, you, you get the extra content and you don't get the better graphics. So uh, I, I, this is com- curious and, and yeah. rightly confusing. And there's no upgrade path. So I can't you know, upgrade my game to the S version because it's a port. So it's not the same game graphically and I can't have the extra content and I just... This is weird all the way around. Like, I almost understand why there's no upgrade path. I mean, the DQ11 came out a while ago. It's not like you bought it for the PS4, three months later the PS5 came out and you're like, where's my free upgrade? I think that's a totally reasonable question to be asking. But I wouldn't... But then don't delist it. That's dumb. That is really, really stupid. Oh my god, Kronos... Shit is falling off your walls. You need to call call your neighbors right now and oh, ask for more it'll nails. Be it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let's finish up today's show. There's somebody in the room. Uh, let's finish up the show. <laughs> Love it or leave it. This is the segment every show where we give you one item from the Final Fantasy Square Enix universe. Could be something in-game, could be a press release, could be a decision they've made, could be a feature in a game if it's not an entire game. And we ask all three hosts and we ask you watching to comment on readycheckradio.com or on YouTube, uh, on our YouTube videos, what you think as well. I'm going to give you a topic, gentlemen. You're going to tell me, love it, you want more of it, or leave it, just throw it away and get rid of it now. And I think we just jump on the contentious issue and we talk about Project Athia's two-year PlayStation 5 exclusivity. Love it or leave it. I'm going to turn it to Tarkov first because I know he's been biting his lip for this one. Okay, so I have a PS5 now, so I get to play the game. That being said... All right, now we'll go to Kronos. Oh, no, you weren't done. Okay, I'm sorry. I I apologize. Um... I believe video games, you know, there's interactive stories, they're art forms. Um, When you have a first party game, I get that. You know, you're promoting your console, you want people to come to yours, um, I get that. But when it comes to these exclusive deals, it really kind of burns me up that um, you're limiting the amount of people that can view this art form and can uh, engage in these stories. I don't like, yes, I, I do just all PS5, but I don't shun Xbox players. You know, I don't like gaming tribalism. 
Um, I think everything should be experienced by as many people as possible. Um, that way you have a, a better breadth of experiences. Th this just sucks uh, and I hate it and I wish it would go away. Um, I'm going to leave it and hope it burns and bury it in the ground and cover it in lie. Kronos. I don't know if I could have said that better myself, honestly. Um, yeah, I I'm, I'm fully agreeing with Tarkov. I'm going to leave it as well. I really don't like anything that's not first party that's exclusive at all for any period of time. Um, especially so, now that I play a lot of things on PC. As well. So then but let I, me, okay, let me, let me devil's advocate on both of you here for a second. Would you be okay then with Square Enix or, or any other, you know, super large gaming conglomerate that isn't Nintendo, Microsoft, or Sony themselves? Uh, would you be okay with them, like, kind of reinstituting the whole second-party developer that we uh, programs that we used to see back in, like, the NES and the PlayStation 1 eras and stuff like that? Would you be okay with, instead of exclusive titles to a console, uh, having publishing-slash-developing houses exclusive to a brand, i.e. Square Enix only makes games for Sony, uh, that second-party developer relationship? Would you be okay with that instead? I don't really like either, but I think I'd rather have that just because at least I, then I know where they stand, I guess. Like, if that's yeah. that, that makes sense. Like, at least then I know every Final Fantasy is... Well, you know where they stand, though. Arguably, wherever the money is. <laughs> <That's>... Right. Yeah, <laughs> wherever the, the, the dollar bills. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I mean, that's the idea, right? It's all it's all about the money at the end of the day. Like, they're paying for these deals because they think it sells them more consoles and makes them more money. I just don't like, like Tark said, I don't like what it does to the product itself and making it a, like less available to everybody that wants to play. Like, I, I'm at the point now where I really like my PC. My PS, I moved to this place in May. My PS4 is under my bed. I try not to plug it in unless like <laughs> I really want to play something on it. And I haven't really, like, ever since I 100% of remake. That's really hard to get a disc had. into, brother. <laughs> everything else <laughs> I have is my PC. So, like, um, I like having all my stuff in one place. I don't like having to, you know, and I don't, I don't really have like an entertainment system or anything like that where I can like unplug, like have everything plugged up at the same time. Um, so that's more of like a personal thing for me. But like, I really like Steam how it is now where like a lot of things are there. And I wish they like fed more into that. Like, I like that all the Final Fantasies are there for the most part. But it, it just disappoints me when I see anything exclusive at all because I want it to be available to as many people as possible. And I think regardless, they're going to make money off of it. Like, I, I get I get why they do it. It's just upsetting, is all. Oh, I bet everybody's breathing a sigh of relief that they didn't exclusive Marvel's Avengers, that's for sure. <laughs> Square Enix well, felt really invested did, in they? that one, guys. Well, they probably no, did though. No. They put Spider Man yeah, Sony, that, uh, PlayStation yeah, that, that only. So many people pissed Well, off that is about a that. slimy thing too, by the way. That was one hundred bajillion percent different from a game being exclusive. But yeah, it's still slimy. I think that's I do think that's worse. I yeah. think it's worse because you devalue the other versions yep. of yeah. the product. Um, mm -hmm. I'd rather it be exclusive for a year than than to basically tell PC and Xbox players uh, your your sixty dollars spends differently. Um, yeah, and by the way, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm gonna leave this one too. I'm in the fortunate position, like financially and, and in a place in my life, and and I feel very fortunate to to be in that position where I have a high-end PC, I have a PS5, I have an Xbox. The exclusivity stuff, the Xbox, uh, whatever, Series X, the the exclusivity stuff doesn't impact me personally because I have the ability to be able to do that. I didn't for a long time in my life, and I very much didn't 
when I was under the financial purview of my parents <laughs> uh, when I was younger. Yeah. So, yeah, I I hate exclusives in general. Uh, and this one, oof, two years on. Now, here's the hope, and it doesn't flop, though, because Avengers isn't yeah. doing all that well right now either. Uh Chat, stick around after the show today. Don't go anywhere. Channel will go dead for about 30 seconds as normal. But then Faye is going to be online with some streaming goodness for you. So anytime you join us live, make sure you hang out for the show. Post-show, after a few minutes, we cut it, reorganize, and then bring our streamers on. Today, Faye is going to be streaming. Faye, how are you? How are you? I'm well. How about y'all? You're uh, nice and cozy and I comfy. I see that. Yeah, you, you got, got a, a is coffee, it a hot beverage, and a yes. I'm gonna brag on my snuggie. coffee pot <laughs> beginning of the stream. So, oh, this is just like the softest blanket ever. So while everybody is getting hype about the game awards, we are going to chill and have a nice snuggly evening on this very chilly night. Uh, it's so you are being hunted. Actually, Madam, you're being hunted because we're going to play Madam tonight. But All right. All right. Sounds like a lot of fun. Sounds like a lot of fun. Chat, hang tight. Faye, we'll see you in just a minute. We'll be back with Gaming Gumbo Saturday, 7 p.m. as far as shows. But make sure you're following twitch.tv slash readycheckradio so you get all the notifications for all the streamers, myself, and all the other volunteers that stream here, having a great time sharing their passion of games with you. We'll be back for Relic Grind next Thursday for our last show of 2020 as we head into the holidays, Thursday at 7 p.m. Until that time, Kronos, where can everybody find you? Uh, yeah, same as always. So Twitter's below. If you want to go there for my psychic predictions, maybe uh, you can flame me next <laughs> time a, I'm wrong. This is a door boss. <laughs> yeah, you can flame me next time I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure I'll be wrong plenty of times. Tarkov. Um, yeah. uh, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, all at Tarkov Gaming, and here, Saturday nights, uh, doing some Dragon Quest Eleven. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there at Magic Man One on Twitter, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio R A I D E O on Twitter, so you get tweets of all the latest and greatest from the world of all three of our shows. And until next time, gang, stay safe. We'll see you out on the servers. <laughs>